Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington. It's another day. And I'm Bill Knight. Boy, if they only knew what we were talking about before we fired up the microphones and started doing I know. this thing. We were talking about, we can tell, these are friends. We can ice tell them. Ice cream in heaven. Yeah. I, yeah, ice cream in heaven. We were talking about how we both think that when we leave this world and go on to the next, uh, one of the rewards in, in heaven is that ice cream is uh, a health food. You know, you can have it whenever you want to, and whenever you have it, it tastes like the first time you have it. That's right. It helps you get yeah. your wings, grow your wings, and nourish your wings so that you have <laughs> the best beautiful wings. As a matter of fact, the person that eats the most ice cream yes. has the wins. best <laughs> wings and feathers in all of heaven. There's that, even competitions. Who's got the best wings? That's right. Have you been yeah. eating your ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> More ice cream for... Yes. Jim. You know, I got to tell you, the only requirement I have with ice cream, some people say I, I only have Haagen-Dazs or I only have uh, ben, and, ben and Jerry's or I, I just, the only requirement I have is it has to be like frozen, you know, you it know, has to be cold. You know, my favorite ice cream yes? is, is homemade churned ice cream. Then it's got to be That's vanilla. That's nice. That's delicious. Or peach. A good. Or if you have coffee stronger. ice cream, I know this sounds. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. love coffee ice cream. Oh yeah, I really do. Boy, boy, we we. Well, you know what? Actually, talking about ice cream sometimes is a lot better than talking about what the hell is going on in the news because that ain't ice cream you're chewing on then. That's true. You know what's interesting? The people from other countries are get, getting a better look at what's happening in our country than we seem to be getting. What would they say about America right now? Or do we even want to know? Because I think we've become the country that we used to make fun of going, boy, I'd sure hate to live there. Look at look at all the injustice that's going on well, there. And their elections, they're not even real. You know, our president called people who supported President Trump, he, he President Biden referred to us as being semi-fascist. Well, that set off a firestorm in other countries, and people have opinions. This is from Australia. Her right. name is Rita Panani, and she's a commentator on Sky News Australia. Here's what she had to say. The U.S. president has learned a new term, semi-fascism. And of course, he is misusing it to attack half the country. When he was asked to clarify what he meant by semi-fascism, he gave a semi-literate response. What do you mean by semi-fascism, sir? In December, you will... You know what I mean. Um, yeah, that's Joe. You're not going to get much sense out of him. Let's see if the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, can give a coherent answer to what the president means when he condemns, condemns Republicans and Trump supporters as semi-fascists. Only semi-fascism coming. Yeah. Uh, is this something we're going to hear more of, that phrase? Is this something the president's going to kind of embrace? Or is there any sense that it was, uh, you know, a little impromptu and it's going to turn into a kind of basket of deplorables thing that he regrets and that tries to be quiet about? I, look, I was very clear when, uh, when laying out uh, and defining uh, what... Uh, you know, MAGA Republicans have done, and you look at the definition of fascism, and you think about uh, what they're doing in, in attacking our democracy, what they're doing in taking away uh, our freedoms, uh, taking away, wanting to take away our rights, our voting rights. I mean, that is what that is. It is very clear. Uh, Republicans are doing what now? 
They're the ones attacking your freedoms and trying to take away your votes? Okay. This Orwellian claptrap might work with the demented resistance crowd who still think Russia stole the 2016 election, but sane people would know that fascism is a system of government where opponents and critics are suppressed and attacked. It's subordination of individual interests for the supposed good of the nation, including the regimentation of society and the economy. It's using the police and other government agencies to come after your opponents. Mm, Sound familiar? We've seen how hopelessly compromised and politicised agencies like the FBI and IRS have become, acting as the Democrats' enforcers. Then there's the bulk of the mainstream media and big tech platforms which act as the Democrats' propaganda arms. If you want to talk about semi-fascism, then look no further than the FBI's role in pushing the damaging Russian collusion hoax for years to undermine the election and presidency of Donald Trump. Look at the FBI's complicity in suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop stories before the 2020 election. The full extent of that complicity was revealed by Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg this week. The background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Where does one start? Oh, how about this? The FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop since December 2019. They knew better than anybody that it was real and not some Russian disinfo campaign. But not only did they not do their jobs and properly investigate the revelations from the laptop, but they worked behind the scenes to ensure that social media giants banned the stories about Hunter Biden's lawless degeneracy. And more importantly, the dodgy international business dealings of the Biden family, including 10% for the big guy. Remember, the New York Post bombshell stories were not only banned by Twitter, suppressed by Facebook and the media, but there was a genuine misinformation campaign by the media and intelligence officials pushing the lie that the stories were Russian propaganda. Again, there was not a shred of evidence to support this claim, but these spies who lie are part of the Democrats' unofficial machinery. And it's No wonder the FBI, big tech and the media were desperate to bury these stories on the eve of the 2020 election. They would have been hugely damaging for the Biden campaign. A recent poll shows a clear majority believe truthful reporting of the stories would have changed the outcome of the election. And a poll carried out earlier this year shows that a clear majority of Americans, two thirds, believe the laptop stories were important and one in two Americans believe that truthful reporting of these stories would have seen Trump win a second term. Looking at the FBI's conduct throughout this affair, it's impossible not to conclude that they engaged in election interference. Deliberate election interference that continues to this day. It's also worth remembering that Mark Zuckerberg isn't some disinterested billionaire. He donated $419 million to fortify the 2020 election. And he was, of course, in a powerful position to suppress legitimate news stories that were damaging for the Biden campaign. 
And all the while, he had the FBI whispering in his ear, encouraging him to do just that. You want to talk about semi-fascism president? Look in the mirror. That's from Australia. That's Rita Panahi, I guess her name is. P-A-N-A-H-I. And she does something uh, called uh, Rita's Weekly Reality Check on Sky News Australia. She's a very articulate young lady, and uh, I think she has a pretty accurate view of our country, more so than some of the people in our country. She's dead on with what she's thinking. And we had a discussion before this thing. I don't know if we want to go into it now, or but uh, she's opened that door for the discussion mm-hmm. as to with what happened with Zuckerberg, we know, and the FBI involvement with the laptop, with Russiagate, and the simple fact that people are going, hey, you know what, I would have voted different. Uh, and this is, uh, that's election interference. I mean, Trump came out and said yeah. I, he demands to be put back in office or he demands another election. Now here's what he said. So now it comes out conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election, knowing that, quote, if they didn't, Trump would have easily won the 2020 election. Trump wrote on a uh, post on Truth Social on Monday. This is massive fraud and election interference at a level never seen before in our country. He added, uh, the remedy for the 2020 presidential election meddling should be to declare the rightful winner or, at a minimum, hold a new election. And what I'm wondering is whether this is more not just a suggestion, but possibly a threat. Well, I would take it as a threat. I would take it as a threat because my feeling is actually neither of those are options in my mind because we had election interference Mm -hmm. on behalf of Joe Biden and the Democratic Party by a branch of the government that was empowered for political reasons. Therefore, we are a banana republic. And that means we shut down all the swamp, we put in a provisional government, and we start doing tribunals. They, and we get to the bottom of it. They talked about this two years ago. A lot of people talked about this two years ago. Right after the election, there was a large segment of the disgruntled and disenfranchised people out there who were saying, we got to get the military involved, we have to get new elections, but that never happened. Two years went by. Well, now, the only, the only Do you think that was intentional? Do you think wow. that if the people have the evidence, and some people say that Trump has said, and he said this, Trump has said to people, don't worry, we have it all, meaning he has all the evidence. I think that's why they raided Mar-a-Lago, by the way. I, I do too, and that's what everyone believes. But I believe that the Democrats felt that they could keep a lid on it what they didn't anticipate was something as simple as Zuckerberg, who is usually tight-lipped, going on uh, Joe Rogan's show. And let's go back to the history of Joe Rogan. He always, his, his podcast started out as a joke. Yeah. You know, he had Elon Musk, and hey, we'll sit around, and we'll smoke a few joints, loosen up a little bit, and then we'll do this podcast to talk about whatever. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if he pulled out, you know, a bag, you know, and sat there and said, Hey, let's fire one up. Let's loosen up. You know, you're a little tight. Whoa, what, with Zuckerberg? Yeah. And then Zuckerberg <laughs> sat there and said, yeah, sure. Yeah, you yeah. know, why, why not? And then all of a sudden, yeah. because 
it was out of character for him to do it, and I think he realized well, once think, he was in it. I think he's as an interviewer, he's actually progressed, and he's become the kind of guy that can make the guest feel very at ease. I'm talking about Rogan. Yeah, R- Rogan well, makes you, you know, he make you feel at ease. He lulled him in, just and two boy, guys in a room. What, well, you know what? If if he lulled him in like that, he just set himself up in history as 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 a pretty good interviewer because he got a story out that now all the evidence Trump has or everybody has, now that brings it to the surface. And now, to me, that means, you know, well, we got to investigate Mar-a-Lago. Well, okay, you want to investigate? Let's do that. Now let's talk about those Dominion machines. Let's talk about those those uh, voter dumps in the middle of the night. Let's talk about election well, that's just interference. It. People are saying, you know, there's some people think that even the New York Times over the weekend wrote a piece saying that Trump should be indicted, okay? The New York Times, they're like the Bible when it comes to the left. Oh, have you read the Times today? Believe me, when I was in New York, everybody who was trying to be somebody would have a copy of the New York Times under their arm. And by the way, in my opinion, it was one of the most boring newspapers on the history of the planet. It was page after page of type. I never saw the attraction, but boy... If you were from New York or if you were from Washington, you had to read the New York Times, the old gray lady, you know? Well, the old gray lady ought to shut her mouth because, uh, you know, sitting there saying, oh, we got to indict, we got to do this. I think now that would be the world's biggest mistake. I think he's got stuff on him, Bill. I think Trump has stuff on a lot of different people. The people who are talking about indicting, Mm-hmm. I think on that list. They're on his list. And you know, he, if he he's as smart as people say he is, do you think he would have just one copy of those things that he had in Mar-a-Lago? Look, anything that I want to hide from anybody is not sitting at home in my safe. Exactly right. And it's not in a bank deposit box. Yes, it's not it's, easily found. It's not in a tin can and grandma's buried in grandma's backyard. <laughs> That's exactly you right. You know, and the only way you're, you would have to do a mind probe to find out where that this is. This is a guy is. who has all the financial resources of just about anybody in the, in the, in the world. He, I mean, when you're worth $10 billion, you don't need to be worth much more. Do you know? You kind of have it well, all. Well, I get what you're saying. You know, he owns a golf course in Scotland. He owns uh, places around the country, Bedminster, and he owns a, uh, what's that famous golf course in uh, in California where they do the U.S. Open? He owns that, and I can't think yeah. of the name, but I'll think about it when the show's over. That's how it of works course. when you're my age. Yeah. Oh, and you have so much knowledge, you know, oh, it's that amazing. file cabinet yeah. in the brain. Yes, it's, uh, I have I have mind fault. I have Some so many mind thing, fart, but it's one so, of the two. I have so many pieces of information up there. It's like a closet. Too much, too much stuff and too little space. Um, well, I got a question for you. Yes. Because you know that I think that there should be tribunals. Right. And I think we should shut down the government and put in a military government. And we can't do any elections until we clean it out and then we start fresh all over again. Mm-hmm. Even the good guys got to, you know. Etch a sketch the whole thing. Etch a sketch because now the cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Let's fix it. But, you know, one of the big words that have been in since the Democrats, mm-hmm. and, you know, reparations, you know, well, this, the, the, what the government did to enslave us and do that, we're not, it was not everybody enslaved with COVID. We've, we've proven that, or it's mm-hmm. been proven by itself that we were enslaved by that. 
if the election was stolen, and now it shows that it was manipulated, so yeah, it was stolen. That means with this economy, it affects you, it affected me, it affected every man, woman, and child. Do we not, and does Trump, who got totally, you know, taken, you know, to the cleaners on this, does he not deserve reparations well, by could, that administration? This could we all get together and do a class action lawsuit against Why not? the government for doing? Do you ever wonder whether the COVID situation was totally political? I think, by the way, that Trump was duped. I think he trusted people like Fauci and Burks and his advisors. And I think that he, you know, he's a guy who his entire career, he has delegated. He has had people in his business organization in, in New York, when they're building a building, he's not on every floor making sure that everything's right. He has people who supervise things for him. He takes advice. You know, there's a blueprint for managers, and it's been around for a long time. They used to read The Art of War, and you do oh, things he, that way. Oh, I'm sure he's read it. But they, they tell you the suits to wear, the color ties, and everything. Mm-hmm. And they tell you a good manager delegates. So, you know, he's doing what a business person does. Ronald Reagan was the king of delegating. He delegated. He had special ties he wore. He had oh, special yeah. suits he wore. It was all to present the image. It wasn't that he was What did they call him? They called him the great communicator. Exactly. You know, and, and so, and Trump is doing the same thing. He's a businessman. You don't like him because you were told not to like him. Mm-hmm. But there are millions of people out there. Well, let's just say Do you thousands of people that whole love co- him because they co- run into him. The whole COVID thing. Do you think that it was... It was planned to depress the voting in the uh, 2020 election. Do you Absolutely. think? I mean, I think that there is a virus. I think there, but I don't know whether it's as big and as bad and as evil as they've they've said it is. This goes back to what we've talked about before. You know, during the COVID situation, if you looked at the statistics on the flu, it was non-existent. It's because well, was- they moved all that. All that over to the COVID file. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the the COVID could be the flu, for all we know, and a lot of the symptoms are the yeah. same. Because apparently, without any effort at all during COVID, we rad- we eradicated uh, the flu. Uh, there are no numbers or statistics on it, uh, and the numbers seem to have been replaced by COVID. Yeah, you know. And the funny thing is about COVID. Now you've got. Everything blowing up in the past 24, 48 oh, hours since the Zuckerberg thing, because now that's coming out hard to keep, put that cat back in the bag. China goes, we got a lockdown. We've got a small outbreak, right. but it's an important outbreak. We are shutting down cities. Canada, down look at Canada. Canada to our north. That fathead Trudeau up in Canada. Uh, all of a sudden he says it's important to wear masks again. And, you know, they talked about Russia, 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 interference, interference, interference. But who is Biden in bed with? And the Hunter laptop proves it. Oh, it's China. China. Yeah. So, you know what? That's proof right there. Not the COVID thing again, but it is part of it. Right. That both Biden, his administration, and Dr. Fauci are agents of a foreign government. If this has all been a hoax, mm-hmm. they're agents. So where are we going now? What do you think's going to happen? 
I know what I think is going to happen. What I'd like to see happen, I would. I'm similar to what you said a little while ago. You know, the military they take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States from enemies both foreign and domestic. And I would venture to say that we have both here. We've got enemies in China, in other places who've been attacking us. And I think that we have enemies internally who have been working with them. You can't see it, but because what I'm thinking where we're going, I'm getting goosebumps thinking it. And that's not happy goosebumps. Okay, tell me what you think. Because, okay, who was the general that's, that got caught lying that stuck Trump in the back just recently. What, Millie? Yeah, Millie. Yeah. Now, you look at him. Would you trust him oh, no. or people like him in the government to say, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll lock her down and we'll investigate? I sure as hell wouldn't right. trust him. So I think, you know, even in our military, there's good and there's bad. This is, so the guy I'm saying, who, you're, this is the guy who, when Trump went across the street, remember during the riots in Washington, mm-hmm. he walked across the street and held the Bible up in front of the Episcopalian church, the old church, and he did nothing wrong but say that essentially he was trying to tell the country, don't worry, we'll be okay, we've got this covered. And Millie walked with him across to the old church, and when he went back, he had second thoughts, or somebody must have said, why did you do that? That showed solidarity with Trump, and he went on video, unbeknownst to Trump, and put out a message saying, on second thought, I shouldn't have gone there. It sent out a bad signal. The military should be impartial. He was totally political, even during Trump's term. He, right. He's not to be trusted. And I know what you're saying. We're both looking for a military solution, but who do you trust in the military? Well, you don't. And so what I'm saying is a potential that's going to happen because we are divided. And mm-hmm. I don't know that there's liberals out there that can get over themselves enough to sit there and go, ooh, there's a problem here. I'm a Republican, and I and I feel that there are bad Republicans, too. Oh, sure. You know, but I would say here's, you know, we've talked about this movie, you know, and uh, lightly, but I would say the assignment is go to Netflix. It's still out there. Called Jericho. It was a great series back in the early 00s. I think it only lasted. Actually, kind of a scary premise when you think about it, Bill. Right. And that is where I think we could be headed. Well, along those lines, I want to play this for you. It's it's only a shortcut. This is United States Senator Lindsey Graham, and he's not the biggest conservative out there. I would say he's more of a middle of the roader. But he had this to say on Fox over the weekend. Listen. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. Did you hear that? I'm going to play yeah, it. One, I heard uh, this thing. Let me play it one, one more time for people who were caught short because there's only 12 seconds. This is a U.S. senator saying this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. And that raised the hackles of all of the left. They went nuts. CNN was doing uh, special reports on that comment from Lindsey Graham. Because they got to shut him up. Well, they're making it sound like he's trying to incite riots. He's not. No. Lindsay is a chicken. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but um, I don't think he's far off when he. No, he's comment. right. 
Yeah. I, I think I think we're pretty damn close to it. Not you know, I'm sitting up here in Boston and just visiting over the weekend with people, uh, folks. I didn't even know. You know, meeting right. new people. Yeah. You know, and they're sitting there going, "Yeah, I got my guns." They don't know what I got, but they got to be careful. And they know that they live in a hotbed of, of liberalism. Yeah. You know, and a lot of their rights are gone. But they're going, you ain't going to take my guns. You're not going to take my freedom. And I'm sitting there going, oh, you know. Um, no, because- it's, it's scary because there are a lot of people in a lot of places, places that you wouldn't think are uh, places that would have uh, MAGA, in quotes, MAGA uh, people, but they're there. And, you know, MAGA people are not the semi-fascists that Joe Biden talked about. MAGA people, I would venture to say, are patriotic, red-blooded Americans who, who love our history, love wh- where we came from, who believe in the U.S. Constitution like so many of us do. It's worked so well for 250 years, it's been a great document. Other countries have actually copied our document, used as, as an outline to write their own constitutions. It was so well done. But yet the left is looking to diminish it and in many cases to erase it from our society. we got to get back to the foundation on which this country was built, and it was on the Constitution. And the people that have taken it away or trying to take it away, we need to take them out. And if they are guilty of crimes, which... In my opinion, they are. So if they are, then let's hold them accountable for everything that they've done. And if we do do the tribunals, uh, that was treason against this country and our democracy. Let's talk about things that could be treasonous that Biden has done. Well, first of all, the way he left Afghanistan, he took all of the soldiers out and left behind many American citizens. There are some to this day who are stuck behind the lines in Afghanistan. They've gotten a lot mm-hmm. of them out. Private companies and private agencies have actually uh, extricated a lot of American citizens, but there are still some there. It's a harrowing situation to be in. And he also left behind uh, the Bagram Air, Air Force Base, which yep. was multi-billions of dollars worth of and years of effort to build, and he left it behind and gave it to the uh, Taliban. I you should th- have bombed the hell out of that thing and tore absolutely. up the Absolutely. People say, well, how could we have gotten stuff out? We could have sent over a few plane loads of pilots and flown all of that stuff across the border somewhere to some friendly country that would have accepted it for the time being. We didn't have to leave all of that stuff behind for the Taliban to get. I'm talking about helicopters, airplanes. Well, we got to quit looking like this government does, this administration. They look at like money is nothing. I mean, you know, you look at everything. It'll pay for itself. How many times have you heard that? Oh, oh we've with this administration has shrunk the deficit. I'm going like where, where? Because you look at the real deficit, the real numbers. You look at the deficit clock. Absolutely, nothing has stopped. Nothing's turned back. But we're adding to it. He's freaking lying to your face, and you don't see it. Absolutely, you're blind. So that's, in my opinion, that's one thing that's treasonous. I think that right. the uh, the border. Mm-hmm. to unsecure our, our border. Let me give you an idea, a figure here. Over 4.9 million illegals entered the United States during Joe Biden's first 18 months in office via the open southern U.S. border. Right. That is roughly the population of Ireland. 
to put things into perspective. Crossing the border in 18 months, the population of Ireland, and that's the people we know about. That's not the people who are gotaways. No, my question is, okay, how do we undo it? They're here now. What do we do? We evacuate a state and give it to them? No, I think they're everywhere. That's what he's been doing over, you know, every night there are plane loads of these people being so flown all over. So how do we correct that problem? Well, say you put a law together that said it's illegal to hire an illegal. I'm just saying, wait. You know what, California, you know, the land of the liberals had that law forever, but yet they hire illegals. You go to any construction site in any city, of, in any state in America, and they'll go, well, yeah, you know, you're going to buy this old shack and re- redo it. Get some Mexican labor. That's what they say. But what do businesses re- react to? They react to fines. You, if you say to a business, if you hire an illegal, it's going it's to cost you $100,000 a day. I'm just saying I use that figure as just a number that I pulled out of my well, head. Well, I think this. I'd fine them per day, and I would take away whatever whatever project or property they're working on of yours. It's gone. And you'll never get and a you government can't buy contract. Anymore. You can't buy anymore. You can't contract anymore. So there are ways to find who these people are. and But then that's a regulative, a, a regulative and, restrictive government. And there'll be people who say that's so, un, that's so inhuman to do something like that. To, you, know, you fascist. These, these are people who came across because they were looking for something better. Look, I agree. I think everybody who comes to this country, many of them, most of them who come legally are looking for something better. Let me ask you this. So as a campaign slogan... Uh, three months ago, you couldn't have used it. But do you think it's going to get to a point to where we get back on track and we go to, um, what was, uh, what was uh, Jim Buchanan? Remember him? Sure. You know, America first. You got to, no, I don't think he's. Are you talking about uh, Pat Buchanan or Jim or Buchanan? Pat Buchanan, yeah. Yeah, Jim Buchanan was a, pre- James Buchanan was a president, I think, before yeah, Lincoln. No, Pat Buchanan, yeah, yeah. he was. And but you know he but you know now he didn't use that slogan but I'm just saying if you use the uh, the slogan America first, in other words, we do things for America. You know it's not that we don't are not compassionate to anybody else or people that might be here illegally, but it's got to be good Bill, for America. Before if we, we do don't anything. have a solid America, if we don't have a successful solid America, there are other countries in the world who will who will hurt too. They follow us. They look to us for leadership and guidance and strength. If they're a smaller country, they know that they're protected to a certain extent by a strong, intelligent, solid USA. We don't have that right now with this clown in Washington. We have a shaky, feeble government that's being run by strangers behind the scenes. Right. People who we don't know and who shouldn't be doing what they're doing. You know, I think back to the line that that Obama said. I very rarely quote Barack Hussein Obama, yeah. Obama, but he said, "Never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to f things up." And 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 Obama, let's let's be honest. I mean, he knows that the election was fake; it was stolen. He was behind it too. But Biden's such an arrogant guy. Biden believes, you know, he's thinking, yeah, I won this thing. I won by a landslide. I'm such a great guy. Oh, listen. No, Biden's sitting there rolling his head. Here's what he said Friday. Listen, listen. 2020, you and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. That's why Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. 
and it's not hyperbole. Now you need to vote to literally save democracy again. Oh, my gosh. And by the way, that was at that uh, half a gymnasium. So when you hear those people screaming, those are the people who were paid, you know, have a free lunch and uh, a free beer and uh, get a few bucks for going to see Joe Biden speak. I'm not, saying that's, I'm not saying that's definitely what happened, but a lot of people are, uh, are saying that's probably what happened. That sounded like a pep rally after a football it game. Did. You know, I ain't played football, you know. <laughs> Here, Joe, here's your old high school jock strap. Put it on and go talk to your fans yes. out there. You won the football game. You know, yeah. and that's like the old... Uh, re, re, uh, re, kick him in the knee. Ras, 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 kick him in the other knee. Yeah, you know, I think it was Bill Cower once said in an interview for sports, he goes, you know, they go, boy, that was a messy win. Yeah, but you know what? A win's a win's a win. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter how you got it, whether it was a good call or a couple of bad calls, it just went your way. It's a win. So getting back to the treason things that uh, Joe may have done in the yeah, 18 he's months? He's done a lot, but okay. so far you're, you're on the nail. On he's it. taken us from being self-sufficient fuel-wise and being a country that was prosperous because of that. He's taken us to a point now where we are a crippled uh, country uh, struggling to meet our fuel needs. You know, over in Europe, there's real desperation. They're talking about a wintertime of people freezing to death freezing to death because they, they're actually, believe this or not, I know this sounds like I'm making this up. It was on television last night. There are people, it's from an NBC report, people in, in Europe who are going out into the woods, cutting their wood down so they have fuel for the wintertime. I'm talking about going out to forests, I mean state forests and things like that, and cutting down trees to bring back to their, their homes so that they have some, some fuel for the coming winter. And I'm thinking to myself, should I be putting in a wood stove in my house? I mean, I don't I don't have a built-in fire. I have one of these gas fireplaces like a lot of new homes have. But if you lose your gas, they're useless. And I'm thinking, maybe I should get one of those uh, wood-burning stoves. They're not easy to find a place to put them that is right for your home, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, on gas, just yeah. so you know, now, you know, they because they've been bra- bragging well, you know, this administration brought down the cost of gas, a couple of dollars a gallon, all that. You know, well, we're sitting there in the, the high threes, uh, folks. Uh, that was short-lived. If you look in the past, oh, I don't know, 48, seven, uh, 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 you know, whatever hours, yeah. you know, past two to four days, all of a sudden, they're going back up. You're right. And you know, Bill, didn't they say to us when they gave us that gas reserve fuel, when they... He put a bunch of fuel into our, our system from the, the reserves. He lied. He sold yeah. it to China. But he only said it would only affect us for a month or two, yeah. meaning it would only help us for a month or two, and then would start to rise again. And I think what you're seeing is that happening right now. So they should have never done the happy dance. All that thing was was a money grab for him to make a deal or a promise to China. They bought yeah. all that reserve. And they put it into their reserves. Why the hell would we do that? So he's paying back his friends in China. Yeah. A debt. Okay, now that's treasonous, I, in my opinion. What he's Absolutely. doing to Lula. You know, a country that hasn't got the proper fuel isn't just hurting, you know, because of transportation, cars and things like that, but it hurts our defense. The military runs on fuel. You know, the, German, the Germans lost, some people will tell you, World War II because they ran out of oil and gas. Yeah. 
cut off their supplies. Yeah. yeah. And our friends in Russia have more fuel than they'll ever need. They're the ones who are shutting it off to, uh, to Europe. They're the ones yep. who are punishing the Europeans by cutting off the natural gas lines into Germany and France. Look, I, I mean, you, people say, well, you know, we have the Navy and nuclear power. Well, not every ship is nuclear powered, just so you know. A vast majority, but you can't fight a war with just right. that. you got to have planes to get the soldiers over there. You're going to wait for them hey, to get there you, by boat? you got to grease no, the you, you got to grease the guns. you got to yep. oil the equipment. Engines still have to run on Winter's oil. coming up. they got to fight in winter. they got to have a warm barracks, or you're going to have these guys out there with frozen socks, wet socks, and shoes. You have a nuclear sub. You still have to oil the gears. There, there are still gears spinning around. It may have an engine, a, a nuclear cell that's generating heat, which is boiling the water, which is creating the fuel, you know. But there are still gears that are going around to turn the props and things, and you have to grease and oil those things. So you mm-hmm. can't you can't get away when Elon Musk, who is the owner of Tesla, tra- right. turns around like he did this weekend, and said, "Look at, we're not going to be a world that can walk away from fossil fuel anytime soon." This is Elon Musk. He told the world, no matter what you may think about going green, it can happen anytime soon. If you look at what's happening, we were talking about them cutting down wood in Europe. Mm-hmm. They need to be able to drill. 70% of the restaurants and pubs in Europe are going to go out of business this year because they can't afford to pay the gas and fuel bills. You know, because it's gone up so much. And when they go out of business, that's somebody that has to go to the government teat to sit there and survive if there is a teat to hook on to. So, so th- that's fuel and that's treasonous what they've done, in my opinion. Yep. They've, they've, uh, they have done so many things, and I think what he did with Mar-a-Lago was treasonous, and he lies about it. Oh, oh he I, says, he, I have absolutely no knowledge, no knowledge whatsoever, but yet... The, the paperwork has come out with the FBI. He knew exactly what it was. As a matter of fact, it was a, tier, a two-tier prong by him to sit there and try to set Trump up because they don't want him to run in 2024. So you've got the interference that happened in 2016. You have right. it in 2020, and you have it now. And the, the two things he was impeached over by the Democrats was all made-up stuff. Right. I, I'm sitting there going, and, and the second time, they didn't even have the authority to impeach him, but they did it because they did because we can. He's a player that's down. We're still going to kick him, and yeah. since the ref is on our side, there's not going to be no late call or no penalty like that. We can kick him all we want to. We could go on and on. The Mar-a-Lago oh, yeah. thing—it was illegal, in my opinion. He knew, like Bill was saying, he knew about this thing. You don't move on a former president and a potential political rival in the next election. You don't move on this guy, the FBI, without them turning around and going to the president to get permission. Absolutely. The president has to give approval. So when he turns to the camera and lies right into the camera, it's just one of many of his lies. He has lied consistently over and over again. I think he's a traitor. We don't like to look at our presidents that way. Nobody does. Nobody, even if you don't like the guy, we never like to think that one of our leaders could be 
a traitor. But at some point in history, it's going to happen, no matter, no matter what you may think. At some point, because we're ruled by people, you know, we're going to have traitors rising to levels of authority in our government, even as high as the presidency. It may have already happened. I, I would say you're right. I would say that, yeah, it's going to happen. And we're the generation that it's happening to. And unfortunately, to some degree, I'm not sitting there saying, oh, go hang your head in sorrow, but we did allow it to happen. Because now, you know, when all of a sudden it hits, lands on your porch, only then do we get involved. We need to get involved now. We need to sit there and be vocal. Uh, we need to show up to where people see us. We got to be visible. And you don't sit there and mail in your vote. You don't sit there and hand it to somebody to go take for you unless it's, it's an absolute medical necessity. You go and you do it in person so that it's going to be very hard for them to steal the damn vote. You remember the 2000 election with the hanging chads? I think that was an indication of things that were to come. I think that's when they had the computer cards. No, I remember and, that. And I was the, in Florida for and, that. Yeah, and they had the dimples, and they weren't. They, they were looking at them to see whether it was a real punch or whether it was a, a an accidental punch or something like that. That was a, a sign of what we could expect in the future because we only got better technically. We got better computers, faster computers. We didn't have to use computer cards anymore. We could just go in and press our finger on the machine. We shouldn't have to. We should not have computers. In an election booth. I no, know that because I, they can be programmed the wrong way. They should be just like they used to be paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heck, when you have countries like Iraq, they have paper and a fingerprint. They Remember when they used to show the people walking around mm-hmm. in Iraq with the purple ink on their finger, on their yep. thumbs? But it was a way to identify that they had voted, and it was proof it was them. That was their That's fingerprint. Right. They, they couldn't fake that. And... When they're doing a better job running their elections than we are over here, there's real problems. And that's where it goes to the military again, Bill. I think if if we go back to, if, if that were ever to happen, if the military were to at some point say, wait a second, we have proof beyond a shadow of a doubt that the 2020 election was fraudulent and there was, there was international interference and that no one should be running our government right now except for the U.S. military, until the time comes when we can have a new election. And I think that they would set it up in such a way that we would have paper ballots. I, but here's one catch. Go ahead. The one fly in the ointment. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech, the free press, because the free press is the controlled press and the press and the liberal press. And I hate to say it, but you got to yeah. find a way to shut down the press and get a neutral voice. Some people believe that if the military were to take over, one of the trains of, you know, one of the theories is that they will issue a, uh, uh, an emergency alert and take over. EBS. An EBS, yep. Yeah, and literally, the government will take over, the military will take over the, the networks. They will take control of the broadcast at that point. At that point, you will not have the NBC, CBS, ABCs, Fox, and CNNs, all of those networks will be running one thing, and that will be military programming. This is what the the theory is. 
And okay, they, but the, the our our media is private owned, which it should be. All right, so um, well, let's just say for argument's sake, I own twenty radio stations, powerful stations, and all of a sudden I'm going, uh, hey, I'm paying the power bill on this, and uh, I don't agree with this. Do I? Am I forced to pay the power bill and keep that on, or do I? Get well, if you want to keep your state? license, see, that's how. See, that's not fair. No, no. If, if you have a license with the FCC, and the government which issues that license, puts out an emergency alert system like that, you haven't got the freedom to decide, well, I'm not going to air it because it's bad programming. You so why can't we just get flatbed trucks with transmitters on them that take well, certain frequencies over and we shut down? I don't know what the yet. specifics are, but who's to say that they don't suspend billing during that time too? Meaning the government says to the utility companies, you can't charge the uh, stations yeah. for power to run these facilities because they're not making any money. I don't know how deep it goes, but if the FCC can control the radio stations and TV stations, can they also control the utility companies? Probably. Well, they're regulated. Yeah, they're 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 state and federally regulated. Yeah, we're 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 way into uh, the woods. Deep in the, yeah, we're in the woods or the deep water with this one, but it's not that nobody has gone there before. They just haven't <laughs> traipsed that far out to where Better get your life jacket on because well, no, no, no. a lot of people have gone further. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people with theories that are uh, deep, much deeper than what we're talking about here. It's a scary it's situation, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, it is, and uh, we could go on and on. Cash Patel, you know, he was a advisor to the president, right? And he was the only person mentioned in the entire redacted warrant. The affidavit. Well, of course. It was line after line of black space, and then you blank, got two, blank, 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 two blank, words. Blank, 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 that Cash, Cash Patel. Patel. Blank, 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 blank. Yep. So they could write in a story to his name being there and and uh, just totally malign this guy here's, and his name. Here's what he said about being named in the redacted statement. Listen. American citizens' names and search warrants are supposed to be redacted. This DOJ, with the same leadership that authorized the Russiagate, is now back in charge, had gone in to intentionally lift a redaction of just my name and then redact the next seven consecutive pages. It was totally for political purposes. They don't care about the threats to my life, the racist message, and the hatred I see every day now because they are publicly advertising for me to fail, to go to jail, and to be harmed. And here's another thing. The FBI did this after a 10-month investigation into death threats from the January 6th subpoena committee on me. And on Friday, the same day they issued the affidavit, is the same day they ended the investigation saying, even though they had credible evidence, we could go no further. The current FBI director, Chris Wray, was the FBI director when we ran the Russiagate investigation. And he had the opportunity then to expose all the corruption at the FBI, and he failed. And he's been covering up since. Look, we've said since the beginning, we got out 60% of the documents for the Russiagate investigation 40 percent remain president trump declassified those specific documents and this entire raid on his house i believe was to prevent the disclosure now that the government gangsters are back in charge of their corrupt activities from russiagate on down because now that they have an open fbi counterintelligence investigation they will shield any uh, redact any release of documents because they will say we have an open investigation congress has a lot of work to do and i'm glad whistleblowers are coming forward they need to be doing so uh in droves he was the subject of uh, many death threats during his time in, yes, he in office. 
And he said, just as they were finishing up the FBI, an investigation, and their investigation was, well, we got stuff, but we really can't act on it. That was their, that was their uh, conclusion, the FBI. Just the day they issued that statement to him was the day they also issued this redacted affidavit, and, and now he's getting death threats again because he was the only guy mentioned in the entire document. What clown at the DOJ, and I say this intentionally, but to put page after page of lined words, right, and then get to his name and leave Cash Patel unredacted and then redact everything else for the next seven pages? Well, it's a hit and a message. It's a hit because they're, 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 they just put him uh, with a target on his head. Yeah, and then also, it's to let everybody else know it's it's a it's a something to make you fearful that hey, yeah, you might have something, but uh, we're still the bad guys. We can get you. I'm still thinking about what we've been talking about for most of the show. My mind is still thinking. <laughs> well, 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 there's a lot of things we well, can say, but well, I'm just thinking if the military were to take control, I say take control it makes it sound like a junta, you know, but it really wouldn't be. This is not made up rules. The military was put in place to protect us both from enemies internally and externally. So they expected at some point that this might happen. Well, let's just go back and let's speak from the mind of a liberal. All right. Mm -hmm. Or at least explore it with Mar-a-Lago. Oh, well, this is treasonous stuff. Well, that goes to the treason act. So now that we have all this information, which, by the way, friends, you don't have. Right. It's obviously now a stage setup. But if there was treasonous activities and you did the Treason Act, well, he could be hanged. He could be prosecuted and hanged. Trump, that is. But this isn't the case. This is part of the never-ending story of, you know, let's set this guy up because he is counterproductive to who and what we are. So that being the case... The tribunals and what would go along with the tribunals mm-hmm. are perfectly in order. And that also means, you know, you as a citizen, if you want to sit there and say, well, you do have the right to protest everything, but in a tribunal, sorry, you know, that could be your rights could be over very fast. A couple of interesting. We got to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. A couple of interesting things happened. Uh, there was a, demonstration in Texas over the weekend and you know Antifa usually goes to a uh, demonstration with with uh, sticks and bats and clubs and uh, ice bottles you know they take water bottles and freeze them and oh, throw, yeah. throw them they'll put bricks through windows but that's about it that's as far as they go except for this past weekend they showed up at this uh, demonstration carrying AR15s and I'm thinking to myself, now, there was no, I guess, violence. I guess they were just there with their weapons, but they were carrying AR-15s. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, all you have to do with these guys is to take off the cap and put a MAGA cap on them. And the next thing you know, they'll be firing them. They'll be shooting at windows and breaking glass, intimidating people. And it won't be the right doing it. It will be the left doing it, pretending to be the right. Yeah, I would I would say you're probably right with uh, that. Anyway, we've almost run out of time again. 
I mean, did I mention to you that evictions were up? I think I did, didn't I? Evictions are up. Uh, yeah, I believe you did mention. Well, I don't know if we did it on the podcast or not. Yeah. My memory. Evictions yeah. are up uh, according to Eviction Lab of Princeton University. That's where it came from. In August, evictions were 52% above average in Tampa, 90% above average in Houston, and 94% above average in Minneapolis-St. Paul. That means poor people are not able to pay their rents and or losing their homes, and they're being evicted at a higher rate Amazing. than normal. And it's because of the times that we're living in, folks. Yeah. People are losing jobs. Uh, Pennsylvania Democratic uh, State Senate candidate John Fetterman being asked a question at a rally yesterday. Hey, John, are you afraid to debate Dr. Oz? Are you afraid to debate Dr. Oz? Thank you, John. Are, are you going to debate him? He's, he's offered five debates. Are you going to debate him? He's at a rally, and he's being asked by a reporter, are you able to debate Dr. Oz? Would you debate Dr. Oz? Are you afraid to debate Dr. Oz? And initially, the in the video, you see Fetterman looking over at him like he can't hear what he's saying, and he's smiling, and then when he catches what he's saying, his demeanor changes, and one of his aides says, oh, you have to go, you have to go, and he, he disappears. Also, uh, you know, the candidate for governor, in New York is Kathy Hochul, the Democratic candidate. Right. And um, she is uh, a piece of work. If I can find the audio from, uh, here it is, Kathy Hochul. She tells people in her state who back uh, the MAGA movement and Trump, she tells them where to go, so to speak. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. See, so the, uh, the left now is having no problem showing what they really are, okay? Yeah, they, a they used party to, of no values. They used to kind of hide it, but now they tell yeah. them the right, get out of town, pack up, get on a bus. Charlie Crist, who's running for governor in uh, the state of Florida, he's a Democrat, running against uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, he was asked about the fascist comment from uh, Biden, and he had this to say. What do you think about the president calling millions of Americans semi-fascist? Listen, he's got to express and be honest about what he feels in his heart and his soul, and I think that's probably exactly what he did. Now, this guy last week, he was asked... uh, uh, about the MAGA movement, and he told he told the MAGA people, I don't want your vote. He said it specifically, I don't want your vote, keep your vote. Now, very rarely do you have a candidate for any office telling anybody to keep their vote, but you have to understand Charlie Crist. Charlie Crist, he goes with the wind. You know, he, he was a Republican for years, and he was the governor of Florida, Charlie Crist, I think as a Republican, and then he lost. Uh-huh. And I think he was an independent for a while, and then he became a Democrat. He will go. He vacillates like you wouldn't believe. He'll he goes with the flow. If he figures he can get on board a, a train, and if it's moving in the Democratic direction, he'll hop on board. Uh, he is not to be trusted on either side. If I were a Democrat, I wouldn't trust trust uh, Charlie Crist. But that's yeah, the that guy. was a very political answer he gave too. You know, that <laughs> sure kind of neutral is. thing. He's he's yep. He's playing the fence. Okay, we are just about out of time. I want to remind our, our listeners you can contact us 
by phone at 833-583-6060. 833-583-6060. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. I do have a question for you. Okay. Or a series of questions. All right. Uh, when I mention these towns, would you say they're red or blue? All right. Philadelphia. Blue. All right. Las Vegas. Blue. Okay. Memphis. I would probably say it's red. All right. We'll go with red on that one. New York. Blue. And Boston. Blue. Welcome to the rudest cities in a new survey. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the top five. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, nasty places. Have you ever been, ever been in a car in New York? Ever drive in New York City? Yeah, and you know what? It's, a, it's I was an going art a form. Direction, you know. but there was a cop that was directing traffic, uh-huh. and I'm going. I need to go right this way, and he's going. I mean, he was to the point of flipping me off, saying, "No, I got to go this way." And I'm going. If I go that way, I go back through the Lincoln Tunnel, and I end up in New <laughs> Jersey again, and then I got to get off an exit, pay a toll, yeah. get back on the road, and pay another. Now, toll. did you follow what he told you to do, or did you uh, do your I own thing? I had no choice. You went through the tunnel and back so into Jersey. I, I, I double paid my tolls there <laughs> because he was busy yelling at somebody that wasn't, you know, he was like that yeah. cop in the old TV commercial doing the point this Who, way. Who, by the way, was way. a Pittsburgh guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, that was Pittsburgh. Yeah. But the friendly cop. Yeah. You, you, I used to always see him on uh, Candid Camera. The yeah. They showed that exactly. video all the time. Yep. He but was, the point is. You know, it's like this guy, he was not even doing his job. Mm-hmm. You know, he was dictating which way he went. Didn't matter that if you went that, that way. I just came through the stupid tunnel. <laughs> Why would I want to turn around and go back through it again? <laughs> I know the feeling, trust me. <laughs> but you did the right thing because they would have sent you to Rikers Island. You uh, know? I should have got out and decked him. But oh, that's good. In jail. Yeah, that would <laughs> That's be really smart. Hey, yeah. buddy, I will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. All right, you too, man. Out of here.